Tank. Yes. How important is Cash, not only to me personally, but to our podcast? Oh, he's integral. Integral. He's the CEO of Psychopedia. I love him and I would do anything for him, but vet bills get very expensive. So fast. Especially when it's an emergency vet bill. So here's the good news. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, is here to share how they are a secret weapon against the unexpected. Oh, I've heard about insurance before. I've never had it. With Spot Plans, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills. That could be a whole lot of cash back for unexpected vet bills, which can pile up fast. Question, is that cash with a K or? (laughs) Funny. Spot Pet Insurance plans don't just offer coverage for unexpected accidents and illnesses. You can add their preventative care benefit to your plan, helping to ensure that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered. Go to spotpet.com today and get a quote instantly. Visit www.spotpet.com. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample dash policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Psychopedia, where we are sharing with you today an episode from our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash psychopediapod. Over there, we do episodes called Psychopedia Unhinged, which is basically Tank just going off the rails and me trying to hold on for dear life. We revisit past episodes that we recorded and already published on Psychopedia, and we also talk about literally everything and anything else that comes to mind. It's a good time. It's a good time. We have two tiers over there. We have the $10 Semen Demon tier, which entitles you to an episode just like this every week, plus videos, photos, additional content like that. And then we have our $5 Little Freak tier, which will give you access to photos and videos, but not the full episode. We welcome you to join us on either tier. We have a lot of fun over there, and we hope to see you there. Again, it's patreon.com slash psychopediapod. All right, welcome back to another episode of Psychopedia Unhinged. I am your co-host, Tank Sinatra, here with my partner in true crime. Investigator Slater. And she's prepared today. Yeah. She's never been prepared before. Never. (laughs) Totally not my thing. She has never been prepared since we've done... You were prepared for one. I do remember you preparing for one. For Patreon? It was was a long time ago. 
first three cases out of the gate, super, super prepared. Really? But yeah, I said this before we hit record. It depends where I am in my cycle of research for the regular Psychopedia case. Yeah. Because if I'm neck deep in that, even to switch gears to like prepare for this. Neck is- deep for you would be like up to my knees too. So <laughs> <laughs> waste high water. Slater drowns. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> She's tiny. She's short. Short as fuck. Okay, we get it. I'm just, it's unhinged. Right, 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 right. Don't try and hinge me. So, as I was saying, uh-huh. I have been like pulling all-nighters to get our next Cyclopedia case done because... Uh, really? Yeah. I've been, all-nighters? Oh, yeah. I would die, dude. Well, all-nighters, but like I'll grab 40 minutes here. I'll grab 30 minutes there. I get up. I have an idea. I have a thought process. I have like a creative angle I want to pursue. Oh, my God. You're sick. I know. I'm aware. It, it's probably not okay, like healthy mental health wise. You're sick with this. But here we are. I love it. Sick with it. Yeah. Also, we're sleep training our seven-year-old. And, um, really? Yeah. I think we've talked about this many times on Unhinged. Yeah. He's having a hard time sleeping by himself. He's been having a hard time. He's convinced somebody's outside his window. And for a while, we just let him sleep in bed with us. And now we're like, it's just getting strange. It's getting too much. Yeah. So between sleep training and psychopedia... Your girl's not sleeping. My older guy will come in, crawl in bed sometimes in the middle of the night. I'm like, dude, you're like a full-grown man. I know, Too much. but how cute. But he's not a full-grown man. I know. Mentally, he's like seven, eight, Eat six, whatever. He's, yeah. I mean, listen, crawl into our bed. Yes. Because one day, you're definitely going to stop. You want to know what gets me? What? That expression, one time is going to be the last time. Oh, Jessica had such a funny response to that. What? I sent her this thing on Instagram where it was like, one time... It's going to be the last time you ever pick up your child. Right. And she was like, yeah, thank God. (laughs) I I can't. My back hurts. Like, I don't want to carry a child everywhere. Right. You can walk, bro. Walk. Yeah. We're not bringing a stroller either because that's a pain in the ass. No. Okay. Well, certain things, it's like adios. We're doing the California cannibal case, by the way. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Wait, some things what? Some things are harder to let go of than others. Picking up, like my 10-year-old is pretty much my size. So I couldn't pick him up if I wanted to. No. But crawling and sleeping in bed with us with my seven-year-old? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's cute. It's very cute. But like the reality is that I have a theory about this, by the way. Is it the Arby's Octagon? No, but damn, that is going on a (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, I think now's a good time to announce we got some merch samples. We do. We do. We got some merch samples. Slater shredded hers. Literally took a scissor (laughs) and cut it the fuck up. Like when I asked for the Superman glasses, Superman 3, I believe, was when Superman met up with Bad Superman in the junkyard and Bad Superman crushed Good Superman's glasses. So I was like, Mom, I want glasses. I want glasses. I want glasses. I want glasses. They put them in my Easter basket. I took them out and shattered them (laughs) instantly. Just fucking crush. See, there's last time for everything. I bet she never got you glasses again. <laughs> no, no, she did not. Thank God I had 20-20 vision. Your boy's eyeballs are perfect. Yo, same. Really? I'm the only one in my family, 20-20. I could yeah. be a pilot. I think my mom's vision is like 25,000 or something. Dave is actually legally blind. Really? Yeah. But for the first time in his 44 years, he got a consultation for LASIK. He got LASIK, Yeah. They're going to slice his eyeball open, oh, suction it. Okay. Do you know how LASIK works? Um, I'd it's rather not, not. Yeah, it's not great. It's not good. But very safe procedure. Painless. I swear to God, that's yeah, what yeah. everyone says. They numb your eyeballs with these drops. Anyway, Omaima, 
Nelson, which by the way, you referred to Bill Nelson as her husband during the case. They were strangers. They were not. They, they were, were strangers. They knew each other for two months. Didn't really get to know someone in two months. Absolutely cannot. You can fall head over heels in puppy love with someone in two months, but you can't. You don't know that person. They're strangers. I feel like I got to know like my college roommate in one night. Mm. Like we stayed up all night with a fucking bottle of Yeah, but gold. you didn't know how she was going to react in certain situations and she wasn't predictable. You didn't know like how she was going to act. Fair. If you didn't go to her family's house for Thanksgiving this year. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. There's no way in that short amount of time with yeah. Omaima and Bill that they could have known how every single scenario was going to play out in life. Clearly. Obviously. Because <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out. No. Which, by the way, the every other year thing with families is so, it's such a bum rap for everybody. And for me especially, because I have absolutely no idea where we were last year. You don't remember? My wife could tell me every year in a row for the next 30 years, we were at your family's house last year. And I'd be you like, guys oh, okay. are all on Long Island. Why don't you just do both families each holiday? We, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I, maybe try it this year. All right. You can also come by our house for a third stop. If that's what you think I want to do with my time, then you have learned nothing about me. Coming to my house on Thanksgiving? Yeah. That's fucked up, man. No, too many holidays. We also I'm have to do actually like... actually a little offended. We, well, don't be. We have to do like five Christmases. So what we used to do was Christmas the week before at Jessica's cousin's house with her whole entire family. Then Christmas Eve, we'd go to my parents' house. Christmas morning, we'd go to her mom's house. Christmas afternoon, evening, we'd go to my parents' house. I'm like, too much Christmas. It's too much. There's supposed to be one. It's supposed to be one Christmas. A humbug. No, just totally normal guy that doesn't like it gets stressed out. And every house we go to, we need to do a fucking junk hauling expedition, getting the stuff out of the house into the trunk and then getting it out of the trunk into our house, opening it. They want to play with everything immediately. Can I have you imagine a scenario? Yeah, sure. You're Jewish uh -huh. and you have to do it eight nights in a row. Oh, my God. <laughs> eight crazy nights. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's what it's called, right? Yeah, we have a good time. Yeah. But it's a lot. I have to tell you, by the eighth night, I'm like, I'm shot. Yeah, of course. It's too much. Listen, family is energizing and comforting and all that stuff, but so is caffeine. And if you have too much caffeine, you know how that goes. I know how it goes for you. <laughs> caffeine psychosis. <laughs> oh, you have caffeine-induced schizophrenia, my friend. Ooh. Yeah. And that's narcissism. Why, that's what else? Things. What else you got? Yeah, I got a lot. I know. ADHD. I'm not a healthy person You're... mentally, but I do tons of work and I'm thriving. So you're more of a nurture thriver than a nature one. Like nature, I think you come with a lot of stuff, yeah. but you nurture yourself to rise above and, yeah. and excel and exceed and you yeah. are killing it. So good for you. And then every once in a while, I forget everything I know. It happens. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. So I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Do you remember Zeta Psy for real? Of course I do. I had my good friend Alex at the time lived there. Like, like you, he rented a, I don't want to say a room, but he it like boarded there. Yeah. The same time I was there? No, after you. Oh, okay. What is your impression of them? What do you know about them? Um, By the way, just for the people who don't know, Zeta Psy was a frat in University of Maryland on frat row. You go there. It's very impressive as a, a transfer student. You're like, oh my God, this is like a movie. Great. Frat row? Frat Row. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's fantastic. It looks so fucking cool. To a college kid now, I'd be like, don't ever take me there. No, I had some good times on Frat Row. For any reason. But Zeta Psi, S-A-E, 
was wow. all the way across Rat Row, and they had a lot of people dying and getting arrested. Yes, for, yes. So these people were very strict about drugs. They were mean nerds, like in Revenge of the Nerds, but the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And they called the cops on me for smoking weed in the house, and I got expelled. That's so fucked up. My fault. So what I remember about Zeta Psy, honestly, is my friend Alex was in like a very bad way financially. Uh-huh. Like I remember when my mother came to visit me, she was buying him food and stuff like that. It was really, really heartbreaking. He had a pretzel jug of like sourdough pretzels that yeah. he was like living on. Yeah. And they fucking nickeled and dimed him for his rent payment. Like dragged him through the mud if he was like a hot minute late. Oh, this, this kid sucked. was surviving on sourdough pretzels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until somebody like my mom or somebody charitable came along to help. Yeah. So I remember them being dicks. They called the cops on me twice, by the way. What happened the first time that you didn't get busted? No, I did get busted. They slapped you on the wrist and then you just did it again? Uh, no, that was the first time I got a, a stopped or whatever was when I got put on probation. And the second time I just, I fucking, I was so furious. I just didn't care about anything. Yeah. I just wanted to be high all the time. I get high all the time. Smoke <laughs> that good shit. Can I just raise a point about the case real quick? Yeah, of course. It Please. happens in the beginning. <laughs> this is like, jokingly, your least favorite thing that I do. I say jokingly, but it might actually be a sore spot for you. Sometimes you'll land a really, really well-timed, funny-ass joke. Yeah, it hurts. But, okay. <laughs> but I'm so <laughs> dialed into the case. I think I may have written that one down. I'm so dialed into the case that when you land the joke, I miss it. Yeah. So you said that when Omaima started seeing Egyptians, oh, like yeah. hallucinating Egyptians, and the cop was like, I really wanted to believe her, but she's <laughs> seeing Egyptians. I don't really want to start the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth it, man. It was a great joke, and I apologize for just breezing past it. I watch a lot of cop stuff. Yeah. So I know about... I also know a bunch of cops in real life, and they're like... You look like a cop. I also Or you look like a guy who plays a cop. Yeah. On TV. I think I've said this before, but I dressed up as a cop one Halloween like four or five years ago, and all I did was get an NYPD shirt and and like a fake shield from an Army-Navy store, a surplus, and we stopped at a 7-Eleven on the way into Manhattan. I understand why people do stolen valor stuff now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I was on another level. Like, the, people were holding doors for me, yeah. getting out of the way, asking me if I needed your, help. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, they were, like, nodding like this. Like, yeah, I see that with Dave whenever he's in his fire gear or, like, if we're at, like, um some kind of, like, community event and he's with the truck and his gear and I'll be there with the kids and I yeah. just watch all these people that are like, thank you for your service and, you know, it's humbling. I like to see that people respect our first responders. I wouldn't do it, but I it does make me kind of understand why people go out to the mall dressed up in, like, military gear trying to get attention for people. Yeah. Sad. Dave's the opposite. Dave's like, I'm not a hero. <laughs> I'm not, not a hero, hero man. Yes, you are, actually. That's the one thing that all heroes say. Yeah. <laughs> not a hero. That's an unsung hero. That's how you know someone's a hero. Yeah. Actually, if they say I'm not a hero, that means they actually are. Dave does firefighting for the absolute right reasons. And we were watching like a new segment. Actually, Tank, I think he sent you a clip because this fire happened on the same block where your parents live. He didn't send me a clip, but we did talk about it. Oh, yeah. And he's just talking about this fire that he went to. and Somebody s- died. Yeah. Sadly, he didn't make it out. And I'm watching and I just see Dave kneeling on the, it was so beautiful it was such a beautiful moment he's kneeling on the guy's front lawn taking off his helmet to like pay his respects oh and it's dave did you cry i got emotional i was like dude you didn't even tell me you were literally on the front line you know and he's like it's not about me good god i know good god dave that fucking guy i mean he's an a1 he really is. for real yes. Like, I don't even know. He's just like, he doesn't fucking 
care about anything but doing the right thing all the time for everyone. Absolutely the most true blue, genuinely good human being on this planet. Yeah. I didn't even think it was possible for people like that to exist. Aside from Jessica. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's true. I know. I know. We're married to some pretty great people. We are. So Zane aside, fuck it. Oh, I actually wrote, I don't want to do the paperwork if she's seeing Egyptians. (laughs) (laughs) Something else that I wanted to discuss from that case that you raised, and I I don't know if I agreed with it or didn't agree with it. I try not to take a stance if I haven't done my own research, but you mentioned that circumcision could possibly have downstream effects for boys as they become men, right? So even babies that have circumcisions done when they're born, as most babies in America do. The experience gets lodged in their DNA. Right. So I did a little research, right? So it says, from a global perspective, most of the world does not practice circumcision. In fact, over 80% of the world's males are intact. Most circumcised men are Muslim or Jewish. The U.S. is the only country in the world that circumcises most, 60% of its male infants for non-religious reasons. So here's the question. I wonder when they started doing that, if it has anything to do with just the American problem with violence. I know there's violence everywhere, but Americans' obsession with it is a little bit much, a little bit over the top. Yeah. Obsession with it in that we're more violent as a nation or our interest in it? Both. Both. Yeah, both. I don't know, man. There's some pretty violent places around the world. I know. You're right. It's not all on uh, our our turf here. I know. It's a fucking real outlandish theory that I thought of in the moment. I thought I like cracked the code. (laughs) Imagine you did. (laughs) I know. That would be pretty sick. Yeah. So it turns out that there are many studies out there that report. And the thing is, for every study that's like saying one thing, you can almost always find a study that says the opposite. Oh, yeah. But a lot of the research out there does support the notion that circumcision causes psychological harm and emotional harm down the line. Yeah, sure. I mean, of course. A version of PTSD that it can alter the brain during infancy yeah, because it releases cortisol, which is associated with stress and pain, and that spikes during circumcision. Yeah, you and then think? While babies won't remember the actual pain, the body remembers it. The body keeps score, baby. That's right. So very um scary shit, man. Hey, guess what? What? I found a solution to a problem that I don't even think people realize is a problem. And you actually know what it is because we got them. What? The aura frames. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That thing has changed the vibe in my house. I have put almost every picture that I own on there because in my phone, I never look at them. There's too many to look at. So I put it on there. It was so easy to use to set up. It was like comically simple. And a lot of people are concerned with privacy, as they should be. But with this, you get complete control over who has access to your photos. And it's more secure to let these things run on the frame than it is to send them via email. My favorite thing about this frame is that I get to update the pictures that go into it. So when I print pictures and hang them up in my house, it drives me crazy that the next few months, my kids look entirely different. So with this frame, I get to see my kids as they change in front of my very eyes. Yeah, it's a great thing to have in the house. It displays the photos beautifully and it makes a great gift. As a matter of fact, right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com and use code Psychopedia at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. 
It's Sophia Franklin, and I have a little secret to let you in on. I know you've all wanted more of me, so I'm introducing you to my brand new mini series that's out now. More of me, more of you, more of us every Monday. Bringing back all the OG feels that initially brought us together. Listen and follow Sophia with an F on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So another thing that occurred to me while listening to this episode, I, for some reason, just my brain cannot compute that Egypt is where it is in the world. On the map, you mean? Yes, just where it is geographically. Mm -hmm. What about it blows your mind? The fact that when I think of Egypt, I literally think of a standalone magic oasis of history and magic. And it's like in between... Iran, Iraq, Jordan, Syria. How about that city in Cairo? I don't know uh, what... The city of the dead that we talked about in the case. Oh, that was in Cairo? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It's insane. I must (laughs) visit. I must visit. Oh, you want to go there? Fuck yeah. You're going to knock on people's doors and say, let me see your husband's uh, headstone. Yes. Cook me a potato. I won't have to knock on doors. I'll walk through neighborhoods. There will be a small house next to a mausoleum. I loved that you were so blown away by the fact that I thought that they just left dead bodies in their houses. You were like, <laughs> no, duh, obviously not. Like it was so, so far-fetched compared to what we were talking about. Plus you set me up with some pop quizzes. It was a little far-fetched and I still remain a little surprised at how you thought that was a possibility, that people were living with openly decaying Investigator bodies. Investigator Slater. Oh no. Hear me when I say this. There is no limit to what I can expect to hear on this podcast. And you'll say, you're right, what you said during the podcast, but then you just (laughs) went back on it. So (laughs) we'll have this conversation again in a month or so. At least I'm consistent. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I have no idea what to ever expect on this podcast. Can I say you're right? There's there's nothing else that's more appropriate right now. Yeah. um, Correct. The fucking, the lungs in the bag. That was rough. That was like... That was rough, yeah. I just, my brain, I was like, no, no, lungs. I should have made that a pop quiz. I know, you said that in the podcast, but too late. I am boring. (laughs) (laughs) I just have the same thoughts. Lungs. I know. So it's like... In a bag. In the front seat of the vet. Like you're just, like it's a fucking uh, Happy Meal you're driving home with (laughs) your kids. (laughs) It's true. And imagine the police officers who found it, who looked like... Do you think you'd even know that it was lungs? I feel like I'd be like, what the fuck is that? I would be very confused. Right. I don't know. So, yes, to answer your question, I don't think I would recognize the lungs outside of a body. Right. Not attached to a body. Same. I'd be like, what is that? I don't think any organ aside from the heart and brain I would be able to recognize outside of the context of it being inside a body. <laughs> I mean, even if or I saw... a penis, a... I guess. <laughs> I would be able to recognize that Lorena Bobbitt style. The fact that she was fucking grinding his dick down a food processor... Oh. Is like, yo, this woman, yeah, she had some things going on mentally for sure, but she also did progress in her violence. Absolutely. Clearly, she progressed and reached quite the climax. But I really, really struggle with separating. You know how you always tell me I need to separate the artist from the. (laughs) I was going to bring that up. Really? 
Like with R. Kelly, I yeah. tell you that I don't like R. Kelly because he's a pedophile and a rapist and all that terrible nonsense. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you got to be able to separate the art from the artist. That's yeah. what you say, right? There's just so many different ways that that can shake out. Like, fucking, I'm just... Oh, I'm <laughs> Welcome to Psychopedia, folks. I also know what it's like to disregard something that somebody has done just because I don't like them as a person. So Nate Holtzapfel... The guy who created Mission Belt, the belts that I wear. Oh, yeah. Do you know what happened with him? No. So he was arrested for for fraud. Oh, shit. So, like, he launched Mission Belts, got out of it, like, eight years ago, I guess, sold his shares or whatever, and then he wound up becoming, like, a criminal. I'm still going to buy Mission Belts. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they're really good. Right. And they last forever. Yeah. We had something pop up similarly. So PetSmart discriminates against pit bulls. So PetSmart does not allow pit bull dogs inside. They won't groom them. They won't board them. Mm-hmm. Pit bulls are not allowed. Yeah. So for years, I was like, fuck PetSmart. I will never, ever go to a PetSmart, ever. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I folded. They only carry something that yeah. no other store carries yeah. that I had to get. So I understand, like, I had to, like compartmentalize a little bit and be like, you fucking suck. I hate you. I don't support you. But you're selling something that I fucking need that I can't get anywhere else. It's amazing how fast you'll compromise your morals. Yeah. To get Oh, I feel like brush. shit. I'm just joking. <laughs> Who cares? I care. So when I saw the Exxon Valdez oil spill, I became furious with Exxon Valdez. I was like 12. You saw the ducks coated in oil, the seals coated in oil, the fucking ocean coated in oil. I was like, I'm never buying gas from Exxon as long as I live. When and then I you turned driving. 17, got a car and... No, no, no. I actually didn't buy it for like a long time. Oh, okay. I actually remember being at University of Maryland and we were in a car going somewhere and someone wanted to stop at Exxon. I was like, do not go there. So there's a fine line between taking a stand for what you believe in and just creating resentments out of thin air. Mm-hmm. And that's something I have to watch for because I can find a problem with anything Yeah. at any given time. So like when you get sober resentments are like a huge thing you have to look out for because it means that something didn't go your way and you're holding it against the world and you're the one who's suffering because of it, not anybody else. Like PetSmart doesn't give a fuck about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't know that you hate them. Exxon doesn't know that I hate them. And I have filled up at mobile a couple of times since then. Right. Not now because I have an EV, which uh, seems like a good idea at the time. Not so much? (laughs) Yeah. Did you buy it? Yeah. Bought it, paid it off. I thought it was going to be my, literally my car forever. You're going to sell it maybe? I have no idea. I liked your pickup truck. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> it's too big. Remember when I drove it? You yes. came over and I was like, can I have the keys? Yeah. Hi. Yeah, you drove it. I love it. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know. The, the problem is I don't care enough about any other cars to go get a car. That makes sense. Go through the process and pay the taxes and yeah. fucking the financing and whatever. Like, I just don't, I'm just, I'm just riding this one out. I'm a Jeep girl. I've only driven Jeeps. Really? Uh-huh. See, I had a Jeep, and I fucking could not stand waving at people. It got so annoying. You couldn't stand waving at people? Yeah, I had a Jeep Wrangler. Like, you're supposed to wave to other oh, Jeep Wrangler. Oh, I never even fucking knew that. It's so stupid. Don't, I, don't wave. Have the car you yeah, want. Yeah, and you're like an asshole. No, I've never been waved at once. No, no, not, your, your car, no disrespect, doesn't count. Oh, because it's a Cherokee? Yeah. Okay. Jeep Wrangler. If you have, like, one of those boxy cars. Oh, that car was a problem. My car? Yeah, the Wrangler. Oh, <laughs> my God. It was like an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know the story about Jay with that car? Yes. For those of you who don't know, I had a Jeep Wrangler. It was a 2005 
in 2009. So it's four years old. It's a two door soft top Jeep Wrangler fucking bump vibration box. Fucking horrible. I got it because I wanted to drive it in California with the top down. Makes sense. But I had to get the car from New York to California, which means I had to drive it across. And I had a going away party. I brought my friend Jay outside who was going to take the trip with me. And there was three cars in the driveway. I thought he knew my parents' cars already. So I was like, yo, come check out the car that we're going to be taking across country. And I was like, look at it. It's right there. He's like, isn't that your mom's car? I go, yeah, no, the other one. He's like, isn't that your dad's car? (laughs) (laughs) His brain was just not allowing him to see what was happening. (laughs) And I go, bro, it's right there, the Jeep. I go, no, that's my dad's car. He goes, please tell me we are not driving across the country in that car. The Jeep Wrangler. And we did, and it sucked. Oh, yeah. And I I drove it it back. I remember always having to wear a fucking hoodie when we went to see you in California just to keep my hair in one fucking location. And the windows only opened sideways. It was terrible. Actually, no AC. We have a picture. We should put, I'll post it on Patreon when this episode comes out. I have no a AC. picture standing in your Jeep Wrangler with yeah. my hoodie, with yeah. my hood tied tight around my head. Driving through the desert in the middle of the day. No, no AC. AC. Hard, terrible. But you're young. You figure it out. You know, you live and learn. <laughs> but yeah, I just, for some reason, I don't, I, when I think of Egypt, I don't know if Egypt is in Africa or Asia. Egypt sits in both Africa and Asia. However, the most significant yeah, that doesn't part make any sense. of Egypt is in Africa, which is why most consider it Africa. The other small piece of Egypt is in Asia. It is the Sinai Peninsula. Is in what? Asia. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, I thought you were going to say like Eurasia or something. <laughs> it is the Sinai Peninsula in the southwest corner of the country. The Sinai what? <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that you said that just, I mean, fucking rocked my socks. I didn't know at the time how much you were lying and how dishonest you were being when you described Omaima Nelson as having exquisite good looks. <laughs> Bitch, where? Yo, that's fucked up. Why? Because she was pretty. Nah. Okay, I will tell you that, like everyone else, uh-huh. there are better angles, there are better photos. Mm, okay, maybe. I will show you some photos that I think you may find her to be more attractive in than the ones maybe I shared with you initially. But you also have to keep things in mind. There were no filters. <laughs> there was no, like, Photoshop. So these pictures are, like... I know what a real person looks like. Yeah, but I feel <laughs> like maybe not. No, I'm not I'm not blinded by filters and Photoshop. Okay. I know what's You're happening. above them, above everyone. I've been on the internet for 20 years. I know what a real person looks like and what they don't. Her features were beautiful. They were. I am... Don't know. I mean, Exquisite listen. Exquisite good looks. Like she's an you, oyster man. or a piece of escargot or Why something. Why is oyster exquisite? It's exquisite. It is not. It's a delicacy. You know what's exquisite? What? Cash's beak. Yeah. I think you're going to say his butt. But. Mm, well, that too. Every part of him. But his yeah. beak, I tell him all the time, it's a thing of fucking beauty. Oh, oysters. Gross. Mm, I totally agree. Muscles are delicious. They're okay. They're not. Listen, they're delicious for what they are. They take the flavor of whatever they're sitting in, whatever broth. So if the broth is delicious, the muscles will be delicious. Like, I wouldn't want to eat them plain. Okay. We'll move on from this, but I just want to say crab is delicious. 
Lump crab is the best seafood on the planet. Did I ever tell you what happened when I first went down to Maryland for school? I'd never eaten crabs before, ever. So <laughs> I went to my roommate's family's house for like a crab feast, and they asked me to set the table. So I cleared off the table and uh-huh. put the plates out. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Then I'm like, I, I set the table. You told me to set the table. They're like, where's the newspaper? I'm like, I cleaned it up. (laughs) There's newspaper all over there. Like, you're supposed to leave it. We dump the fucking Old Bay seasoned crabs all over the newspaper on the table. Those Maryland people love those gross crabs. Dave, Dave's like, oh man, we go out to eat. And if it says it's already deshelled, he tells them not to deshell it. Really? He likes the act of working for his meal. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Slash not. Um... (laughs) (laughs) You're a joy. <laughs> Why? I said that for you. I know, because I say that a lot. not. So we also discussed one of her criminal proclivities was shoplifting. Yes. She loved shoplifting. Yeah. And I don't think we spoke about it during the episode, but I'm fascinated by the idea of shoplifting as an addiction for women almost exclusively. I understand it completely. Yeah, it's just so interesting to me. Like when people... Like there's obviously all kinds of addictions or compulsive behaviors. Mm-hmm. For some reason, men get into like, you know, gambling or sex or sports or whatever. Women, when Winona Ryder was arrested for shoplifting. Oh my God. I haven't thought about that. I was like, what? Why? Why would she shoplift? Because of the rush. The rush, the thrill. And then it lives on. It's almost like a trophy because you get home with the item. Yeah. Like a serial killer. Uh-huh. Not the same thing. That's I'm not suggesting shoplifting <laughs> and killing is the same thing. But that notion of being able to score something that you shouldn't have and yeah. then having it forever. Yeah. Ooh, it's a rush. I mean, not for me, but. I'm so grateful I don't have that problem. Yeah. I, yeah. But I do understand it. I do understand the compulsion and the the satisfaction that comes when you've done it successfully. I just, when a new compulsion arises for me, I just tend to like let it run its course. Like when I was smoking four cigars a day. Oh, you were insane with cigars. I know. You should, I still have the refrigerated humidor. Yeah. Filled with like 400 cigars. Yeah. And Dave, you got Dave into it for a little while. Sorry. It was not good for yeah. me. I started smoking cigars when Jessica was like five months pregnant. Mm. which is, I don't know if there's a worse time to start that habit. No, I would say not. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Oh, I saw a video. I cannot wait to send it to you. A guy says, here's an example of how I increased my wife's mental load today. She made blueberry muffins. He took them out was going to give one to the baby and said, 
do you think these are too hot to give to the baby? They just came out of the oven 10 seconds prior. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah. What, you, you, did you need to ask me that question? So here's my thing. If someone asks questions like that, they're just being lazy and making you do the work of answering the question that they could definitely answer themselves. If they, if they took like three seconds, and which he admitted in the video. Two separate animals. What is? What the example you just gave, a hundred percent. Yeah. That's my father coming downstairs, seeing a roast chicken on the table and asking what's for dinner. Or, or my dad would walk down and go, see the roast chicken and go, what is that? What is that? A, a, a roast chicken? Exactly. Yes, that is bro. Not the same thing as me showing you that I'm interested in your life, having a launch pad for a conversation. You're right. Good, good point. You messing with me? No. Oh, yeah. Point to Slater. Oh, yeah. Sweet. I've put them in the same box. They're not the same box. They're not the same box. Oh, my God. This is an amazing moment. Semen demons. Both annoying now. Take note. But they are different in nature. Yes, they are. Can I point something else out in the episode that I love now? By the way, if you're listening right now, how much better is it that she's prepared? You should see her face when we do these episodes. She's just like holding the microphone, like, oh, trying to hang on, <laughs> trying to keep up. This guy's I'm fucking in the crazy. Front seat today. Yeah, no, you're in. You're you're right. We're in the car. Yeah, front seat. Yeah, yeah. We're not listening to R. Kelly, so I feel good. We're gonna. <laughs> you said men who physically abuse or assault women in their lady parts, right? You go. I don't fucking understand that. I'm paraphrasing. You go. Just say you hate women. You don't have to punch them in the tits. And you didn't, nothing for that. Lou passed it. Yeah. But this is why I love Patreon. One reason why I love Patreon, because I get to do my favorite thing, which is to circle back. You love this fucking chick. Circles back like nobody's business. Yep, I do. And then I give you your propers. (sighs) And you deserve it. I do. You do. Please understand when I blow past an epically delivered and perfectly timed joke. Yeah. It's not because it's not funny. Oh, I know. You got tunnel vision. don't process it in the moment. Yeah. But notice when you start talking true crime, Mm -hmm. I process it. Yeah. And we engage. So that's, you know, that's on me. Yeah. Try and do a little better. Also, uh, you made a joke or you made fun of me because I said that he found a young lady. Oh, are you 90? No, but he's 56. And in his life, from his perspective, he found a young lady. Yeah, that, you didn't say it like that, my friend. But that's what I was saying. Well, you didn't make that clear. I mean, I was pretty clear. You sounded just creepy and old. Really? Yes. <laughs> a young lady? Do you know what I did at Starbucks? What? Talking about aging ourselves. What'd you do? I called the cashier honey. Really? That's great. No, it isn't. What am I, 90? No, it's good. It's good. I said, thank you, honey. Trust me. I might start saying it. Oh, my God. I got rung up at CVS the other day. This guy fucking warmed my heart. He called me brother every two seconds. Different. No, it's not different. It's a term of endearment. Honey, sweetie, angel, whatever. Um, yeah, I just felt, I'm surprised she didn't say thank you, (laughs) ma'am. In response. No, you, you're look, I think you're looking at it. Maybe. I was cringing after. I was like, just walk out. Just walk out. No, she probably loved it. Maybe. Everyone's maybe. so rude to her there. Oh, I don't know. I'm not regretting the term of endearment. Yeah. I'm regretting the term I chose. What's another term um, that you'd feel fucking just, age, just age appropriate? Nice. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Just but, saying that. But it's that. not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, you're right. When you're somebody right. calls me brother 
or honey or something like that in a brief interaction in a purchase exchange yeah. situation. Oh man, I, that's I want to go back there. There's this woman at my son's pediatrician's office, and uh-huh. she calls me baby, and I love it. Yeah. Hi, baby. Which son's here today? <laughs> what time's your appointment, baby? I'm like, I love you, Marilyn. Um, this is not this case. We, this was Lucy Letby. You said this, and it not bothered me. It just struck me and stuck with me. And I've been seeing a lot of these videos of people making fun of what is it called when you have a baby? The nurse. What is she called? A neonatal nurse? Neo, a, a natal nurse or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't have to be neonatal. A maternity ward. Nur- no, it's a neonatal wa- nurse. Hi, mama. How you doing, mama? Are you all good, mama? Who was they- making fun of that? Somebody made a video making fun of it. That's mean. No, mama's weird. Who Who was the nurse calling mama? The baby or the mom? No, the mother. Like they were making fun of the neonatal nurses calling everyone mama. Do you remember my... Intro I do. to the I Lucy do. Leppy case, and I, I said, just said I, I just said you said it during the I'm Lucy so Leppy sorry, case. I'm so sorry, I missed that. <laughs> sorry. And it struck me and stuck with me that you said "mama," hi, mama. Oh, <laughs> so weird. I don't think I said it like that, and she definitely didn't say it like that. I felt so fucking seen. Yeah. When she called me mama That's and told me that I was doing great, mama. <laughs> it made me honestly feel like I was doing great in motherhood. And you're just me. laying in a bed like, Argh. oh, I f- you're, you're doing great. Yo, mama. those nurses for me were yeah. life. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's like brother. Yeah, but calling me mama, even above honey, even above whatever, Yeah, it gave me strength. It sounds really wild to say, but it did. I'm like, I am the mama. I got Stop calling her mama. She's getting too strong. <laughs> I was like, it turns out I can do this. Yeah, you are a mama. Right. Mama. All right, uh, mama. That's creepy. Don't. Yeah, no shit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why I requested to cover the, what, what do we name this episode again? California Cannibal. California Cannibal. Wow, I had a, a blank moment there. Yeah. Is because Surprise. she... Mm, <laughs> So rare. She committed this heinous, atrocious crime on Thanksgiving. Yeah, she cooked this guy for Thanksgiving. She literally mixed... Oh, my God, even worse for the kids. What? It was on Thanksgiving. Oh, you mean his children, Bill Nelson's... Yeah, Oh, my, and the grandkids, fuck. She, when the law enforcement was looking through the garbage when they arrived at the scene eventually, they found his body parts mixed with cranberry sauce in the trash... They found his head wrapped in foil behind frozen vegetables in the freezer, and she literally cooked him, I believe, alongside a Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah, you said that. Yeah. Yeah. So being- The hands are almost done. The (laughs) Fuck, man. Can you get the turkey? I'm working on the hands. Oh, she, I mean, do you think she snapped or she knew what she was doing? Excellent question. Yes. We're talking true crime. Yes. (laughs) Okay. This is what I think. I think she had legit- psychological and emotional baggage. I think that baggage was warranted. I don't think it was out of line if he was indeed raping her for her to say no more. But I have a hard time getting behind the fact that she snapped when she spent three days dismembering. You don't think a snapping could last three days, 72 hours? I think the act itself could. I think hitting him over the head with the lamp could have been a snap. I'm talking psychotic break. I'm talking detached from reality. I do think that's what not happened. A, not a conscious I do think snap. that's what happened. That was her first crime, and it was like a level 10. It wasn't her first crime. No, no. Excuse me. Her first murder. Yeah, but she was tying up men in fucking 
beating them up and robbing she them. She wasn't beating them up. She was tying them up and robbing them. Oh, she didn't beat them up? No, she presented it like we're going to have this crazy sex. I'm going to tie you up. And then she robbed them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I do think I'll there was it. some kind of uh, snapping going on because there didn't really seem to be a ramp up. I mean, she did aggressively attack two female security guards, right? She bit one of their breasts. She grabbed the crotch of the other. Yeah. So like she was definitely building, escalating. Mm -hmm. But for that to have been her first murder and for it to be that fucking heinous? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I do think there was a snap. I have some things that I want to talk about that are not Obama Nelson related. Unhinged? Just a couple. Unhinged. So did you see what happened today with the senator and the Teamster president? No. So there was, um, by the way, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Almost. Almost, guys. A few days. No, it'll be one day by the time this comes out. No, this no, comes yeah, out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I love being right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. So something happened today in a congressional hearing where a senator, a fucking senator of the United States government, asked the Teamster president to go outside so he could fight him. What? Yeah. Senator, right, so it's a right-wing Senator Mullen. He said, stand your butt up. Stand your butt up. Let's go, do, let's do it. Let's handle it like men. What was the context? What led to that? No idea. It doesn't matter. Irrelevant. I, I know you want to know. I'm not saying that's a question that shouldn't be asked, but what I'm saying is it doesn't matter what was said before that. That is so embarrassing. Yes, it is. As yes, citizens it is. of this country. It's mediocrity. Or idiocracy. Idiocracy. Fuck it's, me. It's idiocracy. Fuck off. <laughs> I can't speak. We know this. Idiocracy. Yeah. I mean, it is. I can't believe that it actually happened. It's so. Somebody posted the video. I was like, if this wasn't so sad and embarrassing, it would be funny. Yeah. Like if it was a sketch or something. Right, right, right. But the fact that it really happened, like, get these fucking people out of office. Right. All of them. Every single one of them. Start fresh. Start over again. Assign people pick people and say, you do a great job at ABC, whatever. Mm. We need you to serve the country in an executive fashion and help us figure this out because these fucking people who are chasing fame and money and notoriety and accolades, they fucking suck. Or who and can never be fired, who who have a life term, like all that shit. If they, don't, if they don't get reelected. Yeah. But a lot of these people know what they're doing and they play to their base and they just do the bare minimum for their people. Right. And then they do insider trading and get rich. Yep. Which is probably the, the only reason I would become a senator. <laughs> I swear to God. I actually, I actually thought about going into politics. So yeah. I worked for a congresswoman, Mary Bono. So Sonny Bono was the congressman. He died, sadly, in a skiing accident. And yeah. his wife, Mary, took over. Sharon Sonny? Yeah. So I worked for Mary. Why did you say that? Like, nobody knows about that. You were like, oh, this guy's Sonny Bono, who happened to die in a skiing accident. His wife was Mary. Like, it's no, I was trying so to, famous. No, I, but no, I was trying to say he was, I don't think people knew that he was a congressman. I didn't, but I know who Sonny Bono is. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't set the story up the exact way you wanted it. You know what it reminds me of? Like, when somebody said this to me, I've said this to people, but somebody said it to me the other day. I was like, my wife, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, you mean Jessica, bro? Just say Jessica. You, me, you fuck. Oh, it was you? <laughs> yes. You're a jerk. You said my wife. I'm like, you mean Jessica? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, we, we all know who your wife is. Yes, I think so. <laughs> anyway, so I worked on Capitol Hill for a little while, thinking I was going to like, you know, I wanted to do great things for this country. I wanted you to you were serve. in Maryland? Yeah. It was an internship. 
And I, that's why I went to Maryland. I was like, I'm going to do Secret Service, FBI, military, politics. Didn't do any of that, sadly. Yeah. But yeah, once you're actually immersed in it and you see things. You'd be a great Secret Service person at Charlie's Chocolate Factory. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like our semen demons to hear that you're the only one laughing. I mean, you are you are smiling. <laughs> I preside over the Oompa Loompas as the tallest of them. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell Not you, by much, I, but I am taller. I would have been a phenomenal Secret Service agent. Yeah. First of all, nobody would have suspected me. Yeah. Not one person. Also, I absolutely will die for what I believe in. Like, no problem. Maybe a little too... Wow. Carefree about that. Yeah. And I just love this great nation. Yeah. So I miss my calling. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. So you too, as a lover of this country, are embarrassed by a congressman asking a Teamster president to go fight outside. Yeah, it ain't great. No, it's it's terrible. It's There's so, but Tank, Yeah. line it up. There's so much, unfortunately, Yeah. that sadly is just not our best look as a nation. It's yeah. almost like... I'm not desensitized to it because I, I, I hear it, I see it, I feel it, I hate it, but it doesn't shock me, which is very scary. Yeah. No, nothing is shocking anymore. Nothing. Listen, not to bring it up in such a cavalier way, but after the Sandy Hook shooting, mm. it was like, man, I don't fucking, if people can reconcile with that and make that okay in their brain, then we are- I don't think are, anybody made it okay in oh, their brain. Oh, they did. They were like, listen, it's going to happen gonna happen this is gonna happen no it's not gonna fucking happen fuck said that the like second amendment purist and i'm a gun owner second amendment you know supporter but i don't it's not like the end all be all to me Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and these people who like oh we we fucking write to bear arms and form a militia it's like well first of all that was written so long ago so long ago and what the fuck are you gonna do with your ar-15 against the u.s military dude Mm -hmm. These people with their delusions of heroism and ability are, it's like staggering how, I don't want to say dishonest because they think it's true, but how how out of touch people are with reality. I think there's a lot of undiagnosed schizophrenia in this country. Well, that's that's probably a very accurate statement. Yeah. Paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember Sandy Hook very clearly. One of the pit bulls that we facilitated a rescue on ended up being like the lead therapy dog for the children who survived. Oh, I mean, it's absolutely, that should have been, it oh, could have been. I can't even think about a it. A defining moment in our history, in our country's history. And instead it was just like, yeah, whatever. I, I disagree. I'm, I'm not saying it is for you or for me. I understand. I'm saying legislatively. Okay, I thought I, yeah. Nothing changed. Mm. Nothing changed. It's fucking crazy. Yo, tank for office. I thought about running for president. Like a psycho. I have like, no experience. Like, a, like, like the American president? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to do what Trump did. Just like run. No experience. Oh my Good God. talker. Do it. 
You have my vote. I'll be your VP. I'll be your veep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I will be your veep. Let's do this. Oh, that's a good idea. I like that. All right. Well, guys, it's been fun doing the podcast, but we have to <laughs> shift gears now and save this country. And the flag will be yeah. the skull. Yeah. I mean, this has legs. We should make skull flags also. Now that we're talking about it. Maybe that's why I brought, maybe that's why I got brought up so we could come up with skull flags. I think we're circling back. We're circling back. And one more thing unrelated to the case, because it's just something that like it really bothers me how everything is now a sales organization. Everything. Give me an example. Starbucks, your doctor's office, a construction company. Everything is like, hey, my my insurance, send me a fucking email rating my experience with them. No, I'm not doing that. Oh, yo, it's so funny you say that. Why would you send me a survey to rate my experience with you doing my car insurance? I had a plumber at my house yesterday. (laughs) He asked you to fill out a survey? For hours, and he was, like, wonderful. Like, I felt like we were homies a little bit. Like, I, you know, I'm giving him some food. He was there for so long, like, whatever. And then at the end, I was like, hey, Matt, thank you so much. This was like, I really appreciate all the time you put into this, whatever. You know what? You know what, Brooke? You know what you could do? <laughs> and he, he goes, can I have your phone number? Texts me a survey. I'm like, dude, really? I thought like, I don't know. I just thought you were doing a really good job for the sake of doing a really good job. Yeah. Wait a minute. No. Excuse me. I'm going back on this. Okay. We appreciate and love and live off good reviews. How dare I? No, we don't. I do. You do. Because I put so much work into these episodes that when it gets recognized, it feels good. Excuse me. I'm having a come to Jesus moment. Give me a second. (laughs) CTJ. My plumber's getting the best fucking review when I leave here. It, It just, it just dawned on me. What a hypocrite. Yeah. What a hypocrite I just was about to be. You really are. I'm coming back. He's getting the fucking best review ever. People work hard and they want to see it in writing and they deserve it. It depends on who the review is for. Like if it's just for him, like for Google, he wants a review, I'll do those. No problem. Like you want me to write you a review on Google? As opposed to what? As opposed to doing a a survey for some corporation that just wants it for their internal use. Fuck off. But I'm really changing gears here. Like, but maybe they, if people use it honestly, then it is a way for those organizations to improve if potentially, if they get a review that's actually enlightening and pointing things out. Yeah, I don't know. If I'm on the phone with customer service for Chase, I want to be off the phone as soon as possible. I'm not hanging around for yes, a survey. Th- every, th- right. That's course, what I'm talking that, about. Yeah, well, no, but you said like, I don't know. I'm coming back to this a little bit. My insurance company for my car was like, hey, uh, rate your experience with us. No, nope. Not we put a box in our in the kitchen at work, uh-huh. like for suggestions yeah. and things like that, because I do actually think it's important to hear to the extent that people are willing to provide. You don't have to do it. Yeah. You know, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Unless. I'm like, actually going to do it now all the fucking time. Like you said, it's a sole proprietor who really does make their living not validation, not emotional, not like I need to be validated, but like you make your living off of reviews on Google and you need a bunch or it's Angie's list or whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you five stars and write a little bit, but like, okay, so here's where I think it started for me. Airbnb. Oh yeah. Airbnb. Don't you want to see what Cheryl wrote about you? Write a review here so you can see. We had that in the space that we rented for our photo shoot. Did you see that? Yeah. I ignored, ignored. 
But I'm just saying, they yeah. were like, she reviewed you guys as customers or clients. I don't care. But to see it, you've got to rate her. Yeah, no. That's I a little not. bit of a cock tease. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you do the review and then you see their review and it's like, they great. did good. Yeah, they were good. They cleaned up. Yeah. And then I write this epic fucking poem about them as uh, the host. And you get, you see it and you're like, oh. it's like fucking be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Oh, we're yeah. coming back to that phenomenal movie. Be sure, be sure to drink, drink your, your Ovaltine. Ovaltine. I felt so bad. Uh, Ralph's got to get in the bathroom. Wait, what's the younger brother's name? Randy. Randy. Randy's got to go to the bathroom. Come Ralphie, on. come on. I actually can do a really good Randy. You want to hear it? it? Yeah. Come on. Come on. When he falls in the snow. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> it was not. It was great. The narrator said it was not. <laughs> <laughs> it was my good little piggy. I can't wait to watch that movie 50 times. Me fucking too. You know what's weird about the marathon on TBS? First of all, did you do you know that I made like this uh, meme that kind of went like viral and got the attention of TBS? Remind me what it was. I made a fake news story that said due to gratuitous bullying scenes, Christmas Story Marathon will not be running on I TBS this year. I do remember that. <laughs> I but I didn't know that it got their attention TBS. Oh yeah, TBS like made a statement. They were like, "No, we're doing the marathon." Holy shit, that's yeah. so cool that you made it on TBS's radar. Yeah, TBS. I think that's cool. Well, I'm, it, it was less TBS, more Christmas story. But like also kind of like you could see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm surprised it hasn't. I know. That's why I made it. And also like the very distinct gender roles in that movie. You yeah. know, there's a lot now that would be questionable. Do you watch Twilight Zone? Are you a Twilight Zone fan? No. Oh. I'm not not a fan. I'm I just shocked. don't. I just don't watch it. So it's on New You're Year's. talking about the old ones or? Yeah, the black and white. Yeah. You know there's a new version of it, Yeah, right? no, fuck that. Well, Jordan Peele directed it. Okay, so not fuck that. Yeah. He does a great job, and I watched a couple episodes of that. It was pretty good. On New Year's Day, yeah. they play it 24-7. It's like a marathon. <laughs> I can't pull myself away. Yeah. The problem with the Twilight Zone now, in this day and age, is that Black Mirror exists. Exactly. And Black Mirror kind of like overshad yeah, yeah. overshadows the impact of the Twilight Zone. It does. I agree with that. I mean, I didn't see the new, but I think the reason I wasn't compelled to watch the new Twilight Zone, yeah. first of all, because I'm obsessed with the original, yeah. but also because Black Mirror has fucked me off enough. Fucked me <laughs> up enough. Fucked me off enough. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's way too many F-bombs. Make it merch. <laughs> fucked me off and up. An up, I guess. Fucking up, I guess. Fucking up, I guess. <laughs> oh, man, you're lucky I can laugh at myself. Talking is hard. Hmm, it is when you say as many words as I do. Yes, words are hard. They are. Sometimes, for certain people. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the end of the Psychopedia Unhinged California Cannibal Edition. Oh, my, my, we made it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Pretty good episode. Yeah, well, I'm going to come prepared moving forward. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's It's much better for me, too. Okay. Because there's so much heavy lifting I have to do. So much heavy. I feel so sorry for you, all the research you I have to listen do. to a whole hour and write down like 12, 15 notes to talk about. In your phone. It's a lot. Whatever you feel like talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah, you did a great job today. Thank you, likewise. Let Investigator Slater know what a great job she did. Oh, you're okay? sweet. You're like sweet. DMing us on Instagram. 
or writing it under the Patreon, if you're even listening still at this point. You made it this far? You, you a real it, one. If you made it this far, Meg, <laughs> <laughs> you are a real one. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next episode. Bye.